live. Ladies first has risen for warrior nun. It's alive. I couldn't resist the pun. <laughs> Ava would be proud of you. I hope so. But we are here. We do live. I don't know how long we'll be here, but ladies first came back for warrior nun. So that's got to count for something. Of course it does. So I have Alejandra. Hello. And Diana here with me. Hi. And we have both watched season two multiple times at this point. All three of us, I shouldn't say both. All three of us have watched season two multiple times at this point. As we should. No, just, just a few, you know, to make sure everything was absorbed properly. And we have some thoughts. We have some thoughts. I don't know where are we going to start. So many, so many things <laughs> to say. So little time to say them in. So I, we should get this out of the way. This is obviously going to be a very spoiler heavy episode. So if you haven't seen season two of Warrior Nun and you don't want to be spoiled, like this is your warning now to back out. Don't listen any further. If you do and you're spoiled and you get upset, well, too bad. We, 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 we told you. So I'm going to play Satan right out of the gate. Let's get it out of the way. Well, one of my Satan moments. <laughs> if this doesn't get renewed for a season three, this is the most depressing fucking show I have ever seen in my goddamn life. Not the most depressing. I've seen worse. But like, Jesus. I'm saying Jesus. I know I'm Muslim, but I'm saying Jesus throughout this <laughs> entire episode because they're based on Catholics and I can get away with it. Jesus fucking Christ. Ava's life was a shit show from end to end and the poor damn woman never caught a fucking break. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And this wouldn't <laughs> normally be a problem if I knew we if if I knew if we were already assured we were going to get a season 3, I'd be like, yeah. "Okay." You know, Simon Barry tweeted out, "Hey, this is our Empire Strikes Back installment, so to speak. And I would be fine. I'm like, okay, so we're setting up for season three. I can wait. We don't know if we're getting a season three. And I'm like, this is the most depressing shit I've seen all year for something I was excited about. I don't like sad film. I don't like sad media. I don't like angst. I'm not that type of person. I know there are some people that eat that shit up with a silver fucking spoon. I am not that person. I like things happy. I think life is shitty enough. I don't need it in the media I consume. Yeah, but the show would grow at the end. Like, there is that note of, well, there is a potential happiness that we're just not getting the chance to see. I mean, yes. I get that. At the same time, the more I think about it, the angrier I get at like almost every single character in the show. And I, that's not really fair to them because they're their own mm -hmm. complex, breathing, thriving characters. And they have all these things that are going on for them. And I'm just like, I don't know why, but Ava just, Ava doesn't get the shit end of the stick. Ava just honestly, Ava, uh, Ava's entire stick is made of shit. I mean, let's be real. 
<laughs> Ava's entire stick is made of shit. It's not shit on one end, shit on both ends. The entire stick is a shit stick. Yeah. I mean, let, let's break this down. She was orphaned at seven, stuck in an orphanage for over a decade with an abusive nun who eventually murdered her, came back to life, got thrown into a violent situation forcefully by everybody around her, decided to try and help. And then the one time she did think about, oh, okay, I guess we could go away with this. The girl she desperately wanted to come with her, who just got done telling her, implying i regret not letting you die because it jeopardized the mission says i can't and that sets her on the path to her whole self-sacrifice thing and then she essentially quote unquote dies and has to pass over anyway i'm like beatrice i (laughs) hope when you are in the alps or wherever the fuck you are now you lay awake at night and you replay that conversation and you pinpoint exactly what you said that pushed Ava on that path to her doom because you deserve it. You don't really, I love you anyway, but (laughs) these are the thoughts I have because I don't know if I'm getting a season three and it makes me angry because what happened to Ava, like the world, my Ava just, Ava got the shit stick. Beatrice gets to leave the convent and go live her life and be happy. Ava gets to, I don't know, is she in hell? I don't know where the portal put her. She's with Carl. Like, come on, it can't be that bad if she's with Carl. We don't know that she went to Carl. See, this is why I need guarantees before I invest in something. Because then I start spiraling like this and it's not good for anybody. I have all of these hello Satan thoughts in my head. And I'm like, you know, if I just knew there was a season three, I could take this and enjoy it as its own. And it would be this lovely, beautiful, poignant story. But I don't have a guarantee of season three. And this is all Netflix. This is Netflix's fault. They wonder why they don't have more viewers signing up because you keep canceling the shit we want to watch and we don't want to get into anything new because we know you might cancel it. Yeah. So uh, here's my little rant out of the way. If you're still listening after I unloaded all of that, we can talk about the positive aspects. Unless Diana and Alejandra want to go ahead and get their negative out of the way and then we focus on the positive. I mean, I, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the thing, my, my thing is that I try very, very hard to separate to separate um, the aspects that I'm, that I'm upset about from the actual show and the actual story and the characters. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I'd hate for this to be the ending, but it doesn't feel like an ending right it and it's not meant to be it's clear that it's not meant to be an ending um and i try to think in this way of i i would i would also find it sad that writers had to you know bend into pretzels from now on until the end of time to end each season in a satisfying way for a, a show ending because that's not the way tv is supposed to work and I, I feel like both Ava and Bees uh, and Beatrice's um, arcs make sense this season. And it, and that point that you just mentioned, the the that conversation where uh, B is basically implies 
accidentally, I don't think she means it, of course, but implies that she wishes not that Ava had died, but that she could have continued to be the dutiful princess that she is and, 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 you know, fulfill her duty to the halo, to the church, to the world before Ava, but that's not the case anymore. Now Ava's her priority. And she's upset about that. She's fully having a, a crisis right in that moment where uh, she has that conversation with Ava Things come out wrong and it sets Ava on this path of, okay, if we can't run away together, then I'm going to, and if, if, if we're going to have to fulfill this, this destiny, then I'm going to do it on my own and, and not put you or anybody else in danger. Um, but I think that's when their arcs intersect. And to me, that's so great, right? Just isolating the arcs of these characters and also the arc of their relationship. It's freaking fantastic like that's mm-hmm. angst at its best you know what i mean well, it's like, like i love i love like you know beatrice doesn't really mean it she is having an internal you know implosion yeah and later she tries to do everything she can to stop ava she even goes and they're willing to die with her and i know yeah. that must be late at night when she's by herself absolutely tearing her apart yeah. And and what my thing is, is that I, I try my hardest to be angry at Netflix mm-hmm. and not be angry at the show because I feel like this is a, I don't know. I think about uh, the ending. I think of the season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when um, Gemma goes missing or the season five of Buffy, who which I think still think is the best season of Buffy. Um, that ends in a similar and even more devastating cliffhanger. Uh, bec- and, and, and those are great season endings that made for in- extraordinary next seasons, right? And I, I would hate to have to see writers completely give up on those things just because Netflix is being so shitty. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's my conflict right now. Me trying to trying my hardest and not fully doing it, but trying my hardest to separate those two things, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Oh, it does. And that's entirely where my frustration comes in from of like the season itself. There's a lot I love about it. There's a lot I love about the season. I think the overall character arcs hit very, very well, especially when we found out like, Due to unforeseen circumstances, they lost Toya Turner. She was no longer available. They had to essentially rewrite the season on the fly a little bit because, you know, no more Sister Mary, uh, Shotgun Mary. So even adapting to that and having to work around with COVID and everything else, season two is on its own without my gripe. It's a very poignant, very much titans they took everything that worked for them in season one and then they kind of shunted out what didn't work so well it's a much tighter um season to me and a much more cohesive season yeah oh for sure the pacing is excellent it's just perfect i think diana your thoughts yeah like this season like takes everything that works and then like elevates it and I think like even some of the aspects that were shaky in season one they 
like rework them in some ways and like the OCS for example like coming out of season one I personally wasn't too sure like what my feelings on like what the OCS as like an organization was and like its place in like the characters life lives but like coming into this season and seeing like oh no these characters are really like a family unit and it like provides that aspect for them so like I feel like much better about a lot of aspects in season two that weren't as strong for me in season one Mm -hmm. well I also the characters themselves like they made me feel bad for the pope (laughs) which is that that was the plot twist yeah I didn't didn't expect to feel bad for Doretti I by the time Doretti met his end I kind of felt bad for him so you know kudos to the writers didn't think that was possible yeah, and th- and also they did it without um brushing past his bad um at like his bad characteristics like he's still kind of an idiot mm-hmm. um and and cruel and willing to go to lengths that are morally questionable um to get what he wants uh, in the case of uh, in this case torture to get information which tv keeps telling us works but it apparently doesn't but that's a topic for another day um but that's that's also impressive to me right that they managed to make me feel bad for him even though he's still the same character they didn't woobify him or whatever mm-hmm. yeah because like already didn't want the ocs gone he just wanted it under his like complete control so obviously when a significant number of the nuns end up dead this season he's gonna ally himself with the few who do remain i mean to be fair this is still the same guy that was encouraging lilith to murder boat ava yeah like we got to keep that in mind I and mean, it's the same thing with father vincent of i did not expect them to pull a workable semi-redemption arc out for him without having to waste a lot of story time they somehow managed to do it like they made it very clear that he understands the rest of his life is going to be penance and it's going to be something he has to actively work at for sure but and you I know like that's they- no one forgives him like everyone is mm-hmm. like categorically like we're working with you right now because we have to and we'll see if we kill you later on yeah yeah, that was a big surprise for me too this season because I desperately didn't want um, a Vincent redemption. Like I'm, I was like, you know, if 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 he's a villain, let him be a villain. Um, but I I was surprised at how not upset I was mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was, you know, roundabout kind of starting to get redeemed. Um, and also, like I, I I'm I'm watching season one right now again, um, and now with the context of season two. I kind of see just how much I, I just said in my last rewatch that Vincent played his card so well, right? Like the, the cunning was extraordinary. However, uh, now that I'm rewatching season one with the context of season two, I think this was, this was a lot Adriel and not Vincent, right? The, the, he's not like Vincent's not that smart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually Adriel who's pulling the strings. 
Well, and then you've also got um, the additional fleshing out. Like, I love Mother Superior in this season. Didn't care that much for her in the first season. I was like, man, ma'am, you are doing way too much. At the same time, I'm also like, well, I'm willing to see where this goes. I thought they did a lot better of fleshing her out to the I point that at the it. end was like, okay, like I see how she's the mom of this group of chaotic little gremlins now. I love the body cup, um, the body cup kind of aesthetic she and Camilla had going for most of mm-hmm. the season. Okay, can we talk about Camilla? Let's, I know I, I got us on to Karen, yeah. but my number one shit goblin for this entire, and I mean that with love, it's a good term. My number one shit goblin for this entire series is Camilla. She is I a absol- true MVP. I love, I love Adriel. I'm in your head. Takes her five minutes. Well, guess what? I'm in your head too. And Adriel <laughs> literally spends the rest of the season regretting every decision that led him to putting that divinium in Camilla. And I, I love like they have that five seconds of like, oh shit, is she like gonna turn on them? Nope, nope. She is she is absolutely gonna make Adriel regret ever trying to get in her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is just like I regret everything, you know. Yeah, she was she is a true um I mean if if this season's um king is definitely mother superior, and I would say she She's a good, um, she's like a King Jr. She, yeah. she's, I, I compared her to that Pokemon Eevee where you can pick which stone involves them into what. And I'm like, it feels like she kind of decided I'm going to take two and I'm going to be this King slash glorious dumbass hybrid. Oh yeah, for sure. All those things with the, um, <laughs> with the, oh, you were thinking, you were thinking blindfold and then I, I don't know. She was so violent this season. I loved her. Um, I mean, Camilla's kind of always been violent. We just didn't get to see much of it in season one. But, like, she had her amazing double tap with a crossbow at the end of season one. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, they did bring on a buttercup and training with my very, very precious Yasmin. She's uh, totally not an Angie. No, I loved her. I love her so much. She is just so pure. Oh, I can be really discreet. I can be... Yeah. And then when, like, Ava is crossing her, like, you're officially a sister of the Osa. Is that how it works, Beatrice? That's not at all how that works. Yeah, but we're running out of time. Okay. She's just so happy. She is so out of her depth, but she's plowing through anyway. I love her. I I don't want to drive. You have to drive. Okay. Also, I do love the uh, shout outs at white British colonialism and stealing shit that's not theirs. <clears throat> when they're talking about why this stuff wound up in the museum. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's chef's kiss. That's that's perfect. Indeed. But I also, I do like that they did bring in Coptic Christianity and Coptic nuns. I'm like, yeah, Ariella 
did entrust this to more than just the Catholic Church. She also brought in the Coptic Church. And we have this entire other set of nuns that the OCS didn't even know existed that was carrying this around and safeguarding the secret and then hunting the secret down because it got taken away from them and they desperately needed to find it. I also do love that that it's clear that Ariella didn't like wouldn't put her eggs in one basket, like all yes. just trust the Catholic Church with everything, right? Like, no, these these guys are gonna still keep worshiping him as an angel. They're never gonna believe me, you know, let's entrust this to these other nuns um, who actually impressively kept a secret for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Yay, nuns. And Yasmin, I love her so much. I just want to give her a hug because she see, she's just so starry-eyed, but at the same time, like, so out of her ve- development. But she's this brave little buttercup that's, like, trying to trudge through regardless. Like, when Ava is towards the final battle when Ava's kicking ass, and she's like, she's amazing. And, you know, the moment when Bre- Beatrice is like, yeah, she is. But it's it's what yes it's Yasmin that gets it going. Of course, she's great. I mean, she she I think um, thinking about destructive my fear of of destructive expansion now I have now I literally have a fear of destructive expansion on shows where they try to add on too much. I do have to say that this this uh, season warrior nun made just the perfect amount. Right? It, it still was just, felt very contained. Yes. It was actually just Yasmin, I think. And then I also... How do I say this? The characters they brought in didn't take away from the main characters we already knew. Like, Yasmin is here. Like, she also sees the Avatrice kiss, which I'm sure Camilla was very upset that she missed out on. But, like, she she's adding to the main characters. Like, Miguel who is Michael, let's get that out of the way. Like when he comes back, he's still there servicing the story and the main characters. Like anybody who got introduced wasn't taking away from the established characters we'd already invested in. They didn't pull a season two of The Wilds. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there were other factors involved with the cancellation of The Wilds, but I do see it at least as the from my shows the biggest victim of destructive expansion because it just i mean it's just absurd just hearing it said just we have eight main characters let's add eight more and uh try to give them you know try to continue the story of the first eight characters while you uh basically introduce the other eight and try to give them the same kind of we arrive on the island and we kind of define our relationships on the island in this, at the same time that you're trying to develop the story of the other eight, and then um, in le- in fewer episodes, it's just ridiculous. So I, I, I'm, you know, this this show has made me truly afraid of destructive expansion. And I, whenever I see a show that adds more than one or two characters, I'm like, oh no, this is this is a problem. And it's something that's happening to Stranger Things too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I I do but- think. Warrior and I, like we said, though, I think every character that was introduced in season two was serving the plot and the yes. existing characters. Also, can I please just mention I am like the sister Dora 
number one fan club supporter. I love that absolute unit of a woman. She could walk on me and I would tell her thank you. I feel like you might have some competition for that number one spot because I totally agree. I just have one thing to say about Dora. Arms. Gun show. <laughs> okay. See, here's the thing. I feel like Warrior Nun knows its target audience. Oh, it definitely knows its target audience. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think that's what they really kind of focused in on and were able to tighten to really enhance in season two. And yes, I know Avatris is getting the majority of the oxygen in those conversations, but Avatris doesn't work on its own. It's all these other characters that make the show really come together. But I also understand we're at the point in the show where we haven't really talked as much about Ava and Beatrice besides my explosive rant at the beginning of the episode so let us talk about the ship oh my god the amount of times that i squealed like a little girl uh i knew they were gonna go for it like i had i had small doubts right i had small doubts uh throughout the the hiatus tumblr people will make one doubt you know just like negative tumblr people will make me doubt sometimes um, but in my heart of hearts, I think I knew, but I didn't expect them to just right out of the gate. Yes, we're doing this. Here it is from the very beginning. I mean, like, I, I will give them credit. They went all in and it's like they took a list of fanfic tropes and we're just like, add this one <laughs> and this one. Add you know what? Just dump the whole bucket in. We'll do them all. Yeah. I, like you've got rooming together. You've got. There's just one bed. There's just one bed. You've got jealousy. You've got this sort of coffee shop AU. You've got all the angsty stuff, which I've already said I don't particularly like, but I know there is an audience for it. It's me. I'm the audience. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They work really well. They are developed very well. The relationship is developed very well. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. But you can also see that they really, really are compatible for each other in a sense, even though I there's just part of me that wants to throttle Beatrice. It's not her fault. It's not her fault, but I still want to throttle her. (laughs) I maybe if I know I'm getting a season three, that that urge will come down just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It it Oh, God. But it is just like you want to throttle her, but it's the point, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember. I don't know if you've ever read this this um, series of books for, for kids um, called Fable Haven. I uh, there's not. this. Well, there's it's a middle grade uh, book that I read a long time ago. And then the author I once had, saw an interview with the author who was like, a lot of fans come up to me and tell me I want to kill this kid. And I'm like, then I'm doing it right. <laughs> That's how I feel about Beatrice's arc this season. Like, this is something that she needs to go through mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of, like, completely let herself have that crisis because it's a crisis of absolutely everything that she is to her very core. Uh, so there's no there's no getting around that. And I think if, if it hadn't happened the way that it did, it would have felt like a betrayal to I, her. I, mean, I agree. And to the show. Yeah. I don't think her trying to come out the other end of it like and she even says when Ava's like I'm doing this for you I have to do it 
go live your life. No, I can't. I'm going to literally try to technically trank you again. By the way, Beatrice, how'd you like that? How's it? How do you like being tranked? Hmm? It's not so fun this time around, is it? Sorry. <laughs> that was one of my big sticking points from season one. But I'm like, she literally is like, she has this crisis of faith. And when push comes to shove, she's literally like, no, I will risk the world's destruction again. So you don't die. Oh, yeah. I have to let you go. Well, I guess I'll just go die with you. Oh, now yep. you're dying. I guess I'll I have push to take the portal to try to save you, but I won't tell you I love you back to your face when you can hear me. Because she can't, Corey. She can't. <laughs> <laughs> but also she would have had like her duty right then and there was to take the halo. Like her, that is her, even though she didn't say I love you in time, that is her actually letting go of her duty for good like that's the last of it that she's like i'm not doing this i'm not i'm not gonna take the halo i'm so sorry to the uh church and the world and the rest of my sisters i'm just i just rather give you a chance to live and that to me is beautiful yeah and that's i think when we really see like the dutiful princess part like making her decision yeah of the halo and Ava is even telling her take it i i don't need it anymore i can't use it anymore take it take it and she's like no shut up <laughs> like she is just not having it no and of course she has to leave the church after that like there's no literally no other decision to make i mean and for now i have just decided she already knows like you do see her she's holding that um ocs cross so they can still contact her when she leaves she's still mm -hmm. got that cross like yeah super secret cereal box code <laughs> cross <laughs> like beatrice is going to be like on contract for the ocs going forward like whatever they have something real serious they'll like call her up but if she doesn't think it's serious enough she'll be like no 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 i'm i'm busy right now deal with it yourself mm -hmm. i i've just decided if until I know if we're getting a season three or not, I have already decided Ava came back on day three, like the little Christ timing she's got because she'd get a kick out of that. She already knows. Beatrice already knows. They're already like, no, we're going to go live our best lives. We're getting away. Don't tell them I'm back. Yeah. And Beatrice is flouncing off to go be with her in the Alps before they start traveling around Europe. That's what I've decided happened. I mean, she is smiling. I know. And that's why I decided is what happened, because if we don't get a season two, then I'm going to be really angry with her for flouncing off to go have fun after she helped put Ava into an early grave. Yeah, I can. I swing really why, hard on this. Why are people acting like Ava died? They literally like literally the last thing they do isn't like the only way to save you is this. And they're like, OK, let's go. But like, she's effectively not dead time. in this realm. She's the sword. She is back. Okay. The sword good. She is back. She's that back. Is, I, See, do not I don't care. do well with uncertainty. I do you think I did well these last three years. Come on now. <laughs> Out of all um, the time we've been trying to record uh, cannon fodder, how many times have y'all known I am not acting when, Aunt, uh, when Sam starts spiraling? <laughs> By the way, go <laughs> listen to cannon fodder if you haven't. Cheap plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes season two kind of destroyed our canon for cannon fodder but yes it's still we are uh going to be retooling everything we had planned for that but that's okay that's okay 
However, again, for me, it just comes back to, do I want to invest in a show, in a new show going forward when it's from Netflix? No. When I'm now like, well, I am a giant mess from one show on not knowing if it's going to be renewed or not. Do I really want to do this to my blood pressure? <laughs> like, I don't have I, faith in Netflix anymore. No. I wish Warrior Nun wasn't theirs, to be honest. Because like, I... I yeah, you kind of like you wish it was on sci-fi because you know it would at least get three seasons or they give yeah. them like, hey, we're giving you one final season to wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you realize that there was another show in which uh, one of the the one half of the main uh, ship got yeeted off to another dimension and then we didn't know if we were going to get a season uh, next season? Like, I've just realized this is exactly what happened at the end of uh, Winona season three. Yes, but we know how Winona ended. <laughs> but we didn't. But we, for a, the longest time, we didn't know if it would. Yes, but you know who didn't watch it? Because she knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't watch that until I knew there was a next season. I don't have that option here. <laughs> Do you see uh, my problem? I see your problem. At least you have a fanfic. Yeah. Diana, what are your thoughts on Avatrice? Oh gosh, you know my thoughts. Uh, like, it's such a wonderful love story to get to watch unfold. And especially like this season, like you have that like, you have like a very strong opening where it's like established pretty strongly. Like, oh yeah this is what's happening and then it kind of takes a bit of a backseat to the bulk of the plot but it's still like the undercurrent and then for the final episode we get like the two big scenes of like the kiss and then Beatrice full-on going you are all in my way I need to get to Ava you either move out now or you die Mm -hmm. your choice Mm -hmm. I yes I completely agree and I I have to say, it does feel, even though I wish the time jump had been a little bit longer, um, I wish I wish it had been a list, at least six months just for the realistic development of Ava's physical abilities and the off-screen development of their relationship. Um, but it does feel like a natural progression from the crush that Ava clearly has by the end of season one to we've spent two months together living alone and now I'm in love with you. <laughs> I do think, I mean, and this is just us as fundamentals writers. We have our own character tropes that we make. And I think one of the reasons we love Avatrice as a ship is because we have certain character tropes we think pair better with each other than others. And one of our favorite pairings is the glorious dumbass and the dutiful princess. Because it's that freaking frack and that, con- that contrast that they bring out in each other. It's like, oh no, I am in love with an idiot. Yes, I yes. have to go help this idiot not kill themselves while they save the world. But at the same time, to an extent, Ava is also in love with an idiot. Yes. Yeah, but they're both true. in love with idiots. idiots in another way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying there are certain areas where Be- Beatrice is uh, emotionally stunted. Well, I used to say emotionally constipated, but also like you can kind of tell like 
she doesn't have that natural sort of street smart instinct. Mm -hmm. She compensates very well, but she doesn't quite have it naturally like Ava does. Or her people skills, too. Ava has extraordinary people skills. Yes. And also, again, like, Beatrice, I love you. Even when I want to throttle you, you are emotionally constipated. I love you. I still love you. I still love you. (laughs) I want to throttle you right now, but I still love you. (laughs) Yep. And I think that's very, very well established, I think, in the first two episodes where, to me, I don't know, this is my interpretation. There have been a lot of comments about this on, on Twitter and Tumblr, which is where I look. Um, but about whether like they're, oh, they're both oblivious at the beginning of, of season of the season. I'm like, no, Ava's not. Ava knows she has feelings for B and knows that B has feelings for her, but probably senses her conflict. That that was my read on Ava this season regarding Beatrice. And there's a lot of restraint that Ava shows when it comes to Beatrice. I mean, when she Mm. has her second great Humpty Dumpty fall. You know, obviously, if Shotgun Mary were there, she could have just told them, hey, she's going to be fine. I've already done this to her once. Um, (laughs) But, you know, Beatrice essentially kind of loses her shit a little bit. And she runs in and she's like monologuing at her, which is very dutiful princessy of her, might I add. Uh, Yes. And Ava's like, and, you know, Ava is like, I'm here, I'm here. And you can see there's this moment where like she very much wants to kiss her but then she pulls back at the last second because she can tell like Beatrice isn't ready for this in front of the others but the time when she does kiss her I don't even know if Beatrice might have been ready for it but it's like at, at that point it's like well I don't have another chance I don't have I another do chance I'm about to die for you not. I'm gonna at least know what it's like to kiss you once like let me have a little bit of comfort before I go blow myself up for you essentially yeah and then Beatrice spends the next the next length of the episode almost in a kind of trance, right? She's like out of it. She's like, okay, so let's go do the next thing, the next thing, completely restrained, absolutely nothing. And then when Ava leaves, she breaks. And I that broke my heart, I have to say. I have to say. I like I said, it's like on one end, like, I really feel for Beatrice because we're at this part of her dutiful princess life where she is breaking away and coming like, into her own. But, like, you have to know there is a mountain of regret that keeps her away. Even if she's walking away smiling, you yeah. have to know there is, like, a mountain of regret that probably keeps her awake at night. That's where the eggs come from, Corey. It's the best part. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you have time? no we actually don't we gotta wrap this episode up oh my god okay we'll talk about it another time overall i think it's a tremendous season i would have felt a lot better knowing we were going to get a season three to be honest like if we didn't have to be rushing out to watch it to try and get a season three and i knew this was going to go down how it was i don't i might have waited until season three dropped to watch season two to go with it Hmm. just because I don't like pain like that. I don't enjoy <laughs> that. And I'm just like, t- to me, I'm just like, man, I'll, my little baby, my little baby, glorious dumbass, Ava cannot catch a break. And I just want her to catch a break. <laughs> I think that's very understandable. I completely get that. Even with a show that I love as much as Warrior Nun, I couldn't have waited, but I 
completely get what you would why you would have wanted to. And I know we haven't talked about Lilith, but that's because I can't talk about Lilith without getting angry at her. And I'm not at a place where I can forgive her yet. So sorry, Lilith. <laughs> I hope you never see Jillian because you, if you do, and she knows you're the reason her baby boy is dead. Congratulations. Your days are numbered. Speaking of Michael, very briefly, this season was very bloody. It was like that. The violence really escalated this season, I will say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, those are my thoughts. Alejandra, Diana, do you want to do your wrap up and then we will uh, say goodbye? Oh gosh, season two was great. Please give us a season three. And you know what? If if we don't, Corey, I will write you all the fanfic you want. Okay, I will take that as my consolation. Alejandra, uh, yeah, my my feelings on season three are overwhelmingly positive. My feelings on Netflix are overwhelmingly negative. Uh, I loved the season. I loved I loved how each character progressed and the the tight tight pacing and we better be getting a season three i mean i i share those sentiments with everybody so my final message is i will cut you netflix give us a season three um also if you are reading this reading this why would you be reading this we won't have the transcript out quite yet we will get a transcript made um it just won't be up tomorrow unfortunately because we are doing this very very late to get this out on time within the first week of release uh I promise I will get a transcript up for this uh, by the next week. But if you are listening to this and you are also wanting to try to get season three of the show, we do want to emphasize if you go watch this on Netflix, the completion rate is a big factor here. Even if you have to put it on mute and let it run in the background, just finish the entire episode and then finish the entire season. It's the completion rate, the binge rate that they're really kind of looking for. It's not just, oh, I'm going to watch one episode and I did my part. Like you've got to watch it all the way to the end. And also if you have access to another Netflix account, you can also use that. Yes. Like I, I rarely get this involved in shows because I obviously cannot handle it. But because I am now, I have this playing nonstop in the background of my computer while I'm doing everything else and I will do this for the next three weeks or until we're told no and then I will go cry towards Diana and she will try to hopefully make it better with fanfic <laughs> 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 um, thank you guys for tuning in we hope you enjoyed Warrior Nun as much as we have maybe a little bit more than I did when I'm not being quite so salty about uncertainty but we do want to hear from you pop a line in our discord we do have a specific channel in our discord for warrior nun we'd love to see you there or if you just want to be like Corey, you need to chill i will take it i i i own that i probably do if you want to chime in with something you thought we missed if you're like hey you need to do another episode on this because you missed way too much focusing on these parts you know we'll think about it we'll think about it maybe we'll invite you on who knows? Anything can happen. It's that magical time of year where I try to talk and talk and talk and not think about how I don't know if I'm getting a season three. Alejandra is telling me calm down. So, <laughs> uh, Diana, Alejandra, thank you so much for coming on to do this with me. Thank you for indulging our Warrior Nun rantings. Yes, thank you. Look and forward to we, more things. 
Yes. And we will have, once we figure out how we are going to adapt this new season, we will come out with a second season of Cannon Fodder. Stay tuned for that. It'll probably be in 2023. I'm thinking, Diana, Alejandra, that's probably the closest we're going to have. Probably. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget, we do have our other podcasts. Uh, Every Friday is Forge Academy. We do have news. Unabashed Book Snobbery is making its maybe triumphant, but definitely salty return to review the first season of House of the Dragon every Thursday. So if you are a fan of the original version, Kylie and Julia are coming back just to do House of the Dragon so stay tuned for that. That will be up tomorrow. So it's very, very soon. Also beneath the screen of the Ultra Critics, if you want to check them out as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us rant. We appreciate it. Please go stream the show and complete it. Bye.